All right, welcome back to another week of Red Sox Wrap 360. The Red Sox started off a little slow this week, but picked it up. Now we're on a two-game win streak. We'll tell you all about it on this week's Red Sox Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ooh, I love the beginning of this song. It just makes me feel like something monstrous is going to happen, like somebody's just about to come up and mash a monster home run way deep into center field. That's right. This is David Ortiz's intro music. And what better way to lead off the show than to talk about Big Poppy, who's been mashing it all year for us. This week, he hits number 521 to tie himself with the all-time greats, including Ted Williams, Mr. Teddy Ballgame himself. Wow, what a big week for the Red Sox. Uh, Like I just mentioned, David Ortiz hitting that big home run. Xander Bogarts continuing to mash balls all over the place. And also, another couple great starts for David Price, including today where he didn't get a lot of run support, but still got enough to get it done. Uh, Love to see that. As most of you guys know, I'm Ben Fay. You can find me on Twitter at Benny Friggin Jam. I've seen a lot of you guys have been commenting in our YouTube videos lately and, and subscribing to our iTunes feed, so thank you all for that. And as always, my loyal co-host, Mr. Mike Conley. What's up, gang? And he's coming in again live from Beantown. Mike. That's right. One more week of this, Ben, and then I'll be back with you in studio. But uh, just enjoying <laughs> my time out here. Huge week for Poppy. Uh, you know, less than huge week for the Red Sox. Kind of a little lackluster 500 week, but they did kind of turn it around in the Seattle series, getting those last two to kind of save the week. They did. They did. And Mike, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought I might have seen you in the friendly confines of Fenway this week. Is there Boom. any truth to this? There is truth to that. Uh, I went to the finale of the Baltimore series, thinking my, you know, rooting prowess would bring the team the uh, victory in the rubber match of that series. However, to no avail. And uh, they dropped a five-one uh, loss that night. I was thinking about going back the next night but once my uh my 90 year old uncle told me uh, after the 5-1 loss oh that's probably the worst game they played all series i mean all season excuse me i was like oh sweet and i was there so i kind of thought i was just a little (laughs) bit of a much so i should probably stop and uh you know see what they can do versus the mariners without me in attendance absolutely absolutely well yeah i mean i used to have that bad luck too um but uh you know, I, I, I'll talk about it another time, but I had a, a famous trip with uh, the man that you actually spent that game with, Andrew Duffy. We went on the, we went on the trip to go see the 2013 uh, Red Sox in St. Louis, saw them win two in a row, and then head, head back to uh, Boston and saw them win uh, game six to, to clinch the World Series. Um, so I think after that, my luck has officially turned around, but, you know, I'm going to uh, 
we'll have to see the next time I, I get out to Fenway uh, to see how that goes. Anyways. Most, most definitely. Mad ups to Duffy. Uh, you know, much appreciation. Uh, treated real well there by him and the rest of the Royal Rudis. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we, lo- we love uh, Andrew Duffy on this show. He's one of our biggest podcast fans. So uh, shout out to Duffy for hooking Mike up and uh, treating him like family. So, so let me get back uh, to today's game, Mike. Uh, we had a big game, big Father's Day game. Um, let's get to the most important part of today. How about those blue unis, Mike? What would you think about those? I actually kind of liked them. I kind of liked them. I, <laughs> I kind of liked gonna, them. You know, I might be running down uh, to Twin Sylvanias tomorrow and getting one of those uh, <laughs> one of those hats with the light blue bees. I did like those a little bit. A little they bit. looked great. They looked great. So we had Price going today. Um, and, you know, he, he actually went earlier on in the week, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, Price went again today and <laughs> – continue to not get the type of run support that the other Red Sox starters are getting, a.k.a. Stephen Wright. Uh, not sure why the Red Sox are continuing to not give the man some run support, but, uh, you know, for the two games that he pitched this week, you know, he's been lights out, right? I mean, he's really been throwing the ball well. Uh, another great start today. Uh, we did see Gutierrez hit a bomb off him again today. Uh, but Gutierrez was hot that whole this whole series. Uh, if you recall, on Friday he had that two home run game where he hit some monster home runs. Um, other than that, though, uh, you know David Price pretty much keeping the Seattle Mariners under control. Uh, he looked good. Uh, we did get a home run from Mookie today, which was great oh, to see. I mean, yeah. gosh, we love seeing those. You know, and he is flirting so close with three hundred too. I don't think he's been over 300 yet this season, though. So, uh, you know, I'd like to see that happening at some point. But I guess, you know, if we'll have to settle for 295 and home runs every now and then, uh, we'll just have to deal with that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny you bring up the uh, the whole run support issue. And it's really just funny how fickle that is, run support. Because earlier in the season, when Price couldn't pitch his way out of a wet paper bag, his he was getting wins because the run support was so great. And we weren't scoring any for the knuckles, Stephen Wright. Mm-hmm. And now the tables have totally turned, and we're scoring some great uh, runs for Wright, but but not so much for Price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, that you know, the good thing is is that he did get the win today. Uh, you know, and without a lot of run support, he looked great, which is you know exactly what we were hoping was going to happen was that you know that early season struggles are behind him, and now he's really just dialing it into form. Uh, that's great to see. One thing that did worry me from uh, today's game was Hanram getting himself in a little bit of a pickle there, uh, pun intended. Uh, you know, he was. They were the Red Sox were in the middle of a, of a potentially big inning there, and uh, Hamran. I don't know what he was doing. He was sleeping at first base, uh, got himself in a pickle, and um, you know he kind of killed the momentum in that in that inning. That could have been a really big one for us. Uh, not sure if you caught that play, Mike, but. Uh, you know, that guy's got to figure it out on the base path in juxtaposition to the play that he made yesterday where, you know, he was rounding uh, third base, got the hold sign uh, from our third base coach and kept right on going. And I mean, it was the right play. Definitely. He could have should have kept going. You know, the throw was a, was a little off coming into home plate, but I mean, he it looked like he would have made it anyways. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe he's just got to figure things out, uh, you know, on the base path a little bit better. Um, but well, the right play, Ben, as I'm sure you heard in Little League, and any little slug is watching the program should know, is to do what your third base coach says. And if you get the stop sign, pull up there. All right, that's just Hanley being Hanley on both those plays. Yep. You know, that's that's something we've come to expect around here in uh, uh, Boston with the Ramirez guys, you know? Yeah, I mean, so what do you think about that? I mean, you know, he's he's kind of been a little bit of a slump lately. This week he's you know, shown signs. I mean, he's made ready to break out. Um, I think he had a home, uh, a home run this week. Uh, yeah, had a that, couple that solid... was a shot. It was, a, was shot. a shot, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's made a couple of good plays at first base as well, a couple of good digs. Um, but again, like some of the some of the things that he does, you know, I guess he just, it's kind of like Hanley being Manny almost, you know? You just have to live with it, I guess. Yeah, I mean... It, uh, you know, the, the, he has kind of shown some things tonight. I mean, Jerry Remy seems to think he's just going to start to explode. And that, w- that would be great news because he hasn't really done it at this point. And, you know, he is making $22 million a year. So we <laughs> would like a little bit, you know, better production out of him than yeah. maybe, what has he got, six bombs right now? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't finish the season in the mid-20s, it's like, you know, give some of your money back. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, we'll we'll hopefully get him on the right track eventually here, um, and maybe that comes down to, you know, some of his teammates, uh, you know, give him a little kick in the butt. Maybe Ortiz saying, "Hey, you know, get it together a little bit, buddy," um, or you know, maybe it's uh, the manager's job, well, Johnny Boy, to step up and say, "Look, man, uh, you know, you're kind of letting your teammates down here in critical situations. Uh, we like the good things you do. Let's cut out the the bad things." I don't know. Um, I, I think feel- you know it's it's kind of like like we were saying earlier. It's like those those Ramirez boys. It's kind of like you know you almost got to treat them with kid gloves yeah. and just kind of let them do their thing and really don't you know discipline them at all until it gets to a really egregious thing. Like if he's messing with the chemistry of the of the uh, locker room, but sure. it doesn't seem to be a chemistry issue right. at this point with this team. Yeah. To this so. Yeah. The other thing we saw today, Mike, was uh, Big Poppy stealing a base, his 17th career steal. Uh, that was his second steal this season. Uh, you know, it looked like he just got a great jump on it. Uh, no, in all seriousness, it looked like Seattle was not even paying attention. They didn't. They didn't. It didn't look like they were expecting him to uh, to steal it. And you know, heads up play by Poppy. You know, kind of noticed that and, and went for it. Let me throw you out some really random statistics that I found, Mike, about David Ortiz and steals. Uh, oh, I love that. As I mentioned, he has two steals this season. There are two other seasons in David Ortiz's career where he's had two steals in those seasons. You want to hear the seasons? Yes, please. 2007 and 2013. Oh, I mean, whoa. is I that like a sign? Is that a sign? Oh, I love that. <laughs> that is nice. That's right. Coming straight from our uh, Red Sox Rap 360 analytics department. That's why. That's why you guys tune in, so you can get the t- these types of stats, so that you know that this is going to be a big season. Um, what a huge budget show this is! We just added the whole research department. I love it. Yeah, I love we, it. Yep. Uh, 
you know something else i noticed during the game uh i'm not mike i'm not even sure if you caught this or if you have any thoughts about it uh there was a fan who uh who was behind home plate and he he had he had a foul ball hit to him lost the first one and i know it's kind of been like a popular thing in the red sox cast this year where they were like they kind of make fun of people who drop the balls you know uh foul balls or home run balls on the monster whatever Believe it or not, this kid who dropped the first chance at catching that foul ball, he gets a he gets another chance and makes it. He was so pumped. Mike, have you ever caught a foul ball at a at a baseball game before, or got or got a ball in the stands or anything like that? I have not. Yeah. I actually, um, the guy I went to the game with the other night, besides Stuffy, was my oldest friend in the world, Greg Powell. Okay. And the clo- closest I ever came to a ball was when he and I were at a game as well. He was sitting on my right side. I was like sitting down, like reading the program, and he reached over me and just had a foul ball go off his fingertips. Oh! So if I'm alert, I, that's probably a basket catch for me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Didn't didn't make it. Didn't make it. It's crazy. It's just crazy because I was trying to think back and like, you know, there was only one time where I've ever had a ball hit to me. Uh, and it wasn't during a game. It was actually when I was on the monster during batting practice. And for any of you guys who have ever been out on the monster during batting practice is great. Like you're just getting peppered with balls all during batting practice. So I brought my glove and I like literally just stood up there. And the first time I turned around, uh, I had a ball heading right toward me and I just stuck my hand out and, you know, went right in there. And that's the only time it's ever happened. I couldn't believe that this kid had two foul balls hit to him in the same game. Um, crazy. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I, have you heard of that guy? Like, I forget uh, where he is, if it's Chicago or what, but he's he got, like, <laughs> five balls in one game, yeah. and he's got, like, over 100 in his career or something. Yeah. He, what is he, like, run analytics to figure out, like, where the best places to sit are to catch foul balls, like, according to the – and he, like, moves around during the games too, right? Or does he stay in the same spot? I don't know. I've heard about that guy, though. That's crazy. Maybe maybe the uh, the Sox have to bring him in to kind of help him uh, with this shifting. Yeah, I think you know? I think there was a game earlier this year where he caught like four or five foul balls in a single game. Yeah. Like they they <laughs> like they don't track stats on that, but they're like pretty sure that's the first time that's ever happened. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> all right. So big news. I'm not sure if it was before or after the game that this came out, but uh, right before the podcast started, I found out that. Ruzne is now on waivers. How did that happen? He sure is. <laughs> uh, you know, this is the kind of uh, move that you, you you almost want to say it's bold, but it's not really because Ruzne was part of the old regime, you know? Yeah. And so this is just another example of Dave Dombrowski just saying, yeah, whatever, we'll just eat that money and move on. Here we go. We're going to, you know. We're gonna we're gonna move on from that bad contract. It wasn't one I signed, of course. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but see you later. Go packing. Also, our uh, so one Cuban product is said bye bye to. We certainly hope somebody places uh, a waiver claim on him, which is certainly not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and our other Cuban product, Mister Yoan Moncada, gets a promotion today to Double A Portland. Ooh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. It is exciting. Ooh, ooh. I wouldn't be surprised to see him play, maybe playing a little outfield. Okay. Out there. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, 
And just a, a little asterisk on that uh, on that Ruzne update there. He did um, get the start earlier in the week for Chris Young, who was battling. Uh, I think it was a it was either like a hamstring or a quad injury, um, or it was like a slight tightness, something like that, where they just wanted to give him the day off, so they um, put him in there. You know, I guess they just are really not confident that that's the guy for them going forward. Um, you know, especially considering that, you know, he is playing the position of a, of a spot that's probably the weakest within our, within our lineup. Right. Um, I don't think they think that's the guy. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we're out there actively looking for a rented player, uh, that can kind of work hand in hand with Chris Young. Uh, and then when Brock Holt comes back, uh, to kind of have Brock Holt be more of that utility guy that we've seen him play, uh, that role in previous seasons. So I don't know if M- Mike, what your thoughts are on that. Uh, have you heard anything about Red Sox trying to find a, some, like, a? I think it was, uh, they were looking for a left fielder, maybe a, a right hand bat, uh, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, to me, it's like, it's, uh, it all depends on what it's going to cost, you know? And if they are going to go and, you know, deal a bunch of prospects, I would rather that be for pitching, yeah. Uh, especially bullpen help, yeah. Uh, as a, as opposed to uh, getting a left fielder, because you know between Holt and Young, and you know maybe even like an Anthony Benatendi coming up, um, you know how I believe that kid is mature beyond his years. Are mm-hmm. always those four year uh, college guys are, and they can kind of go through the minor leagues like that. He could be a guy that can even help us this year. And mm-hmm. if we do see Moncada, you know, playing a little outfield in Portland, you know, that's how guys make the jump. They go from double A to the big leagues these days. Mm-hmm. And his speed would play right now in the bigs. Yeah. But I would like to see him, you know, give him some seasoning down in double A. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and to that point, I think that those two names are probably some of the most untouchables as far as any trade talks concerned. Ben Attendee, uh, Moncada and then Espinoza. I think those three are really the guys that they're going to try to avoid trading at all costs, unless they're going to really get some studly starting pitcher, uh, something like that. In a perfect world, I'd agree with you, but yeah. it, it's it's a supply and demand, you know. Right. And you know, there's going to be a lot of people looking for. There's going to be a lot of a uh, little supply and a lot of demand. So yeah. that's going to mean the opportunity to get fleeced in a deal is very high. I'll, I'll tell you what the good the good side of it is. And, and even if they do end up getting rid of uh, some of those guys who are, you know, we're, some of those uh, guys that are in our, our, our organization, you know, besides, you know, Yuhara, uh Tazawa and David Ortiz, the rest of our starters, you know, the rest of our 25 man rotation is pretty much locked in for the next three or four years. So, I mean, unless there's like some really big shakeup or, you know, somebody is just really declining quickly, um, you know, this young core that we have right now, this is going to be the core that you see for a long time. Um, So, you know, in that case, you're not you're not going to be as uh, penalized or uh, the outlook's not going to be so grim if you let one of those guys go in order to get, you know, a good starting pitcher, you know, especially when you're talking about, you know, winning this season. Um, 
you know, put yourself in a good position to win this season. And then, Hey, maybe, you know, for the next couple of years, you're, you're also in contention. Yeah. Um, I'm preparing for our farm system to be pretty much barren mm. by, the, by the end of the uh, trade deadline, because you know, that's what Dombrowski does. Yep. He, tra- he trades for veterans. He yep. trades prospects for veterans. So we'll see. Don't yeah. get too attached, but yeah. I, I don't see Mankata going. Uh, um, and I, I, I would like to hang on to Espinosa as well, but I, I could see anybody else going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, another guy who's been uh, doing really well this week for the Red Sox is uh, our boy Xander. Oh. Now, I don't oh. know. I, th- I think it was earlier this week where he made a play where he dove head first into first base. I forget what was it this week that he did that, or was it last week? I forget which week it was. I think he might have one of those in successive weeks yeah actually okay so why the heck does he keep doing that like he seems like a pretty bright guy right everybody yeah. knows that it's not faster diving head first in the, into first base and also you know didn't pedroia have an injury like that where he slid head first into first base and like ended up messing up one of his fingers or his hand or something i mean like he's got to be somebody's got to tell him to stop doing that like if I, if he gets if he goes down for a month with a jammed finger or he you know knock on wood breaks his finger or something or some guy steps on his hand you know that's the one guy that I do not want out of our lineup for a month like somebody's got to tell him to stop doing that yeah i don't want to see uh devin marrero manning shortstop <laughs> for a month no, no. no thank you so, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Somebody relay the message to Xander. No more slides into first base, okay? Oh, oh. On a positive note, <laughs> Xander is on a freaking tear. That's why we don't want him to get hurt because he's doing so good this season. He is on track right now. Last time I checked for something in the ballpark of 240 hits this season. I that, looked w- up- that, would, that would match the record. Uh, that's Boggs's uh uh, Red Sox record, I believe. Red Sox record. hits in a season. And and I was looking back at some of the past seasons to see like what the most hits were in uh, the past couple seasons. I found a couple. Uh, Ichiro in 2004 had 262 hits, and in 07 he had 238 hits. So that would be like not only like a Red Sox record, but one of the best uh, hitting performances that the uh, Major League Baseball has seen uh, for pretty much a decade. Uh, you know, since Ichiro, and you know, you know, we've seen that he is. Uh, I think he just actually tied Pete Rose, which has kind of been a little bit of a uh, contentious uh, debate. On he he actually tied Pete Rose for uh, most career hits, even though a majority or like a, th- a couple thousand of those, uh, a thousand or so of those hits uh, were in Japan. Uh, so people are all contentious about, okay, well, does that really count? Or, you know, because Pete Rose was doing this in the MLB for his whole career. So, um, you know, like the Japan leagues, those aren't, that's not the same level of competition as he was going up against. So that, should that really count? No. Nope. I don't know. Shouldn't count. Yeah. Shouldn't count. Yeah. So, you know, you know I, I'm kind of in the same, in the same idea. Like, you know, props to the guy for having a long career and being able to, you know, get so many hits and like, you know, the way that he did it too, was just like kind of, he did it his own way. And we never really saw anybody do it like that before, which is great. But you know, when you start trying to compare him to Pete Rose, uh, I don't think, I don't think that that's right. I don't think that's the right thing to do. Uh, you know, Pete Rose was amazing, uh, in that aspect. So, uh, yeah, 
Talking about some throwbacks here besides Guy P. Rose. Guy Rose, a hell of a craps game, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right, he does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old Petey. <laughs> Put him in the hall. I mean, I, I, you know, I Talk want the to guy you. to be in the hall for what he did on the field, but, you like, every time he has an opportunity to not stick his foot in his mouth, yeah. he goes ahead and sticks his foot in his mouth. Yeah, 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 he does. Uh, just let it be, Pete. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to make the money off of you know, of, off of his story and, and and off of that whole that whole career that he had and the way that all panned out. And I mean, I don't blame him, but at the same time, you're not you're not gonna make any friends getting into the Hall of Fame if you keep you keep yapping like that. So yeah, I mean, just show a little humility once in a while, there, buddy. Yeah. Um, but did you see how about Xander's home run yesterday? I mean, that yeah. ball that was inside by about <laughs> yeah. Six okay, and like oh, the quick Mike, hands we have. Mike, on this team Mike, tell our viewers, that. tell our viewers about that home run that Xander hit um, because that was pretty amazing. Uh, it was just incredible, and you know, Remy had uh, the, the the rem dog was all over it. Uh, you know, once it happened, because it's probably a pitch that everybody just takes as a ball because it's you know four to six inches inside off and and it was up a little you know mm-hmm. and he just like oh uh, you know and a lot of guys if they do swing at it that thing is like out on yaki way i mean that is pulled foul so quickly mm-hmm. the fact he was able to keep that fair pull his hands in keep him inside the ball and still get the barrel of the bat on the baseball was is just incredible and, yeah you know i mean it's uh it, this kid's just a joy to watch yeah that was that was a crazy home run um the location of that pitch and how he got to it uh if you if you didn't see it you know go back and watch a clip of that um xander is amazing um he has a legit opportunity to be the mvp this year uh and we are watching him get better every single day uh, and it's crazy. Like I feel like a, you know a broken record because we say it every single week about how awesome he is. But um, you know he is. He's doing it. Yeah. And it seems like the the killer bees there. It just seems like every day they're just like trying to one up each other. Like you know, okay, who's gonna do something that you haven't seen in the longest time today? You know, and like who's gonna turn on a pitch and you know shoot it out with ridiculous exit velocity this week? And it, it's like Bradley kind of like tapered down a little bit he kind of cooled off but that home run the other day was nice and maybe he's picking it up again yep yeah he's i mean he's still hitting it hard he's always hitting it hard which is the good thing um you know sometimes it just ends up going straight to an outfielder um and that's unfortunate but yeah you gotta love the solid contact he's getting Mm -hmm. the other thing the uh sorry go ahead mike oh i i would just wanted to say one thing you know uh that I'm a little bit of alarmed about, you know, dropping those two out of three Baltimore earlier in the week, those are series we have to take at Fenway. Mm-hmm. All right. And like, we really, you know, we, we talked about, you know, being a maybe 10 games over 500 team each two month increment, you know, mm-hmm. when we were at the end of uh, two months of the season, you know, come June 1st. But if you look here in June, we're still hovering around that 10 games over 500 mark. So it's like we've been playing 500 ball here for like the past three weeks. And that's not going to be good enough because if you look at the Red Sox schedule, after like July 26th, they have two 11-game road trips 
a nine game road trip and a 10 game road trip mm-hmm. just just in like a little over the final two months of the season so there isn't going to be much of the friendly confines coming up here in the last third of the season so this middle third of the season is really where they have to rack up some home wins and i'm getting a little nervous that they're not doing that yeah no i mean i hear you i i led the show saying you know rough start this week for the red sox because you know we had price go there on tuesday and you know just right away gave up the two run home run in the first inning and uh to machado and that you know that really hurt uh and i'm thinking man we we got to get some run support for this guy like I, I keep saying it every week um and and you know the orioles they just continue to pound the ball hard and um you know actually in that game on tuesday they became the fastest team to 100 home runs since the 2009 Yankees so these guys are mashing home runs and they're capitalizing hard on the Red Sox pitchers as well um you know it's it's uh it's definitely a little disconcerting to see that um but again I mean look Price pitched relatively well after that and you know I really would like to see some more run support it seems like the bats had cooled off a little bit at the beginning of this week and just toward the end of the week they started to pick up a little bit Uh, so hopefully that will continue uh, into this next week Um, I mean you got to kind of give credit to the to the Baltimore pitches I mean here we are uh, you know 65 or so games into the season and you know Baltimore's still right there, and they have gotten great pitching, and that's something we didn't think they were going to get. Yeah, well, and they they also have the second-best shortstop in the league. Machado, he's been raking it. Trumbo's been raking it. You know, Chris Davis, he's typically hitting a lot of home runs, too. I don't even think he's really broken out yet this year, so I think he's still got something left. Um, You know, that's I mean, it's a scary team, right? Like, the AL East is scary, Orioles being one of the scarier teams out there. Um, yeah, I mean, if th- this pitching holds up. We, we just keep we keep wanting it to fade, and it, and it just hasn't. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. a little uh, little scary. Yep. Uh, another note that came out of Tuesday's game: uh, there was a play in which uh, Xander had ball four called as strike two. He actually tossed his bat and was about to start walking, um, and that c- became called a strike. Uh, I actually think we got robbed on that play. That was a really important play, and I don't know how the heck they got that ball got called a strike, um, but the very next pitch he ended up grounding into a double play to end the inning. Um, that was a very unfortunate play. I really, uh, you know, that that one hurt a lot. That could have been a that could have been a game changer right there. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw that play, Mike, but just a terrible, terrible call. I'm really surprised that Xander didn't blow up or that Johnny didn't charge out and get ejected. Um, because it was such a big play and and nobody really even seemed to talk about it that much but just looking back on it uh really bad one um i did want to get your take on something ben i know you're a big fan of this guy oh clay buckholz back in the rotation (laughs) yes what do you think well uh here's the thing he's been pitching relatively well out of the bullpen lately um you know his control hasn't been great you know we've seen him walk a couple guys but ultimately he's not gotten in uh you know not letting in i don't think he's letting in any runs yet from the bullpen it's pitched relatively well he looks like he's getting a little bit better control over his pitches uh look here's the thing he's 
not going to be any worse than Erod or Rowenis. So ultimately, do I think that he deserves to be in the starting rotation? Yes, I think he does. Um, he's shown that at least he can get past the fourth inning, right? Um, you know, he'll throw 100 pitches and get to the fifth inning, but, you know, I mean, that's that's better than what our other options are. So, uh, yeah, it looks like at this point that the Red Sox are going to go ahead and put Buck Holes back into the starting rotation. Um, I got news from my insiders, a.k.a. mom and dad, that he was – uh, in the dugout today he was not in the bullpen so that uh, that puts more substance behind the fact that yes we are going to see him and Mike I think you heard uh, that he is going to start uh, this week oh yeah it's been it's been announced already he'll go Tuesday so he's back in there and uh, his first assignment will be to go up against uh, Chris Sale one of the one of the toughest lefties Ooh. in the game oh. when we hit, hit the White Sox this week so yeah well welcome back Buck Holes welcome <laughs> back buddy <laughs> um, Red, Red Sox today 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position oh my god Ugh. wow that's leaving like, 11 on base that's well, not good and you know we're actually uh, they 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 set a stat today during the game that the Red Sox are actually leading, uh, I'm not sure if it's the AL, the big leagues, uh, leading in two-out RBIs. Uh, so that's actually pretty interesting that you caught that. Um, and then actually the number two in that category, uh, the Seattle Mariners. So just something interesting. I'm not, uh, I don't know if that's something that's particularly jumped out to me as I've been watching the games, but um, definitely something to kind of look at going forward. Well, definitely, like, when they have, you know, these games when Price isn't getting any run support, that's the first thing I look at when they don't score runs because they put 11 hits together today and they only get two runs. You definitely know what's going to be hurting with the runners in scoring position. And that is something, like, they've been pretty good with this year. But I'll tell you what, the 015 Red Sox uh, had a lot of those games. Mm -hmm. So I hate to see some bad habits creeping back up. Right, right, absolutely. So, well, Mike, um, we have a couple minutes left. Here's yeah. what I wanted to do. Last right. week, we were kind of uh, getting shoved off the stage, and so we didn't get to talk a little bit about it. But we have had some of our fans been reaching out on YouTube and via Twitter, which has been great. Uh, I, love I have that. one. I have one question for you from Adam Boudreau. Oh. Uh, he asked you what hat you were wearing last week, and actually somebody else asked me that too. I forget who it was. Uh, what hat were you wearing last week? I think it was like a old Indians hat or uh, something like that. What was that? That was a Boston Braves. Throwback oh, that was a hat. Boston Braves throwback hat. Oh yeah! Wow. Oh yeah! That, that was, was on loan from uh, our producer on this end, my nephew uh, Kevin Mott. Mm. There you go. Bring it back in, buddy. There you go. Oh, hey! there it is. That's the one right there. Oh man, that's the one. That's, That's hot. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. So the the more the more important I'm, I don't know if it's the more important question, uh, but the more relevant to this show. Swihart versus Vasquez. This was what we left off with last week. We said we were going to talk about it this week, and I think a little bit has changed since actually you know that that question came up last week. Uh, why don't you give me your thoughts first, Mike, and I'll let you know what I think. Well. You know me, Ben. I'm a big Vasquez fan, and, you know, it's just when you're talking up the middle, and that, by that I mean catch a second base shortstop center field, and I'm, 
I know Mr. Dave Dombrowski agrees with me on this. You look defense first, you know, and hitting second. And so Vasquez, that's the knock on him. He hasn't hit. And, and he's kind of been in a little rut lately. I think he was over for 4 today. He did have two hits yesterday, though. And Remy, rightly so, gave uh, John Farrell some props because, you know, this is a guy that, you know, we need to get him going. He was kind of in a little bit of a rut. So what do you do? You take a little bit of the, the – get him out of his head a little bit and put him up there in a hit-and-run situation where you have to put the ball in play on this pitch. And, you know, it takes a lot of the second-guessing out of this. And he hit the ball in the screws twice yesterday and even had some hot outs today. So, you know, all we need this guy is to be a 250 hitter. He's great at handling his staff. Mm-hmm. Rick Porcello loves the guy, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I realized that, you know, I talked a few weeks ago about our depth and how I love Sandy Leone, and then Sandy Leone comes up and gets, like, five straight hits on the way. And interesting to know, Clay Buckholtz, his best ERA with any catcher is with Sandy Leone. And when he had that run last year, we had that stretch where he was like eight and one and nine starts in the ERA sub two, and Sandy Leone was the catcher. So uh-huh. it's interesting to see how that, how that plays out. But you're going to go Swihart because you go back. <laughs> well, I was actually going to say, I was going to say, you know, we actually have a third uh, kind of question mark w- within that mix now with Sandy Leone. Uh, you know, he, he's been stepping in this week and, uh, you know, it looks like he's been hitting pretty well. Um, but yeah, I think you're definitely right on the ball when you say, you know, and we've, we've talked about this on the show before Vasquez, definitely a a superior, uh, defensive catcher. Uh, I was reading some stats about his last two starts with Wright, how he's had, uh, I think like two pass balls, uh, no base runners advancing on wild pitches and uh, st- uh, the anybody who's trying to go stealing, I think they're like 0 for 2. So, I mean, defensively, this guy is the superior catcher. Um, just of note, they did give him uh, a little bit of days. Uh, they gave him a couple days off this week. Um, I heard that they put him in the cage uh, during some of those days off. Um, and it looked like when he came back that he was a little bit more comfortable behind the plate. I'm not sure if there were any adjustments to the swing or if it was just a matter of look, get in there, um, get some cuts in, and, you know, see if we can figure this thing out. Yeah, they so, had some footage there on there. He was working with Chili. And Chili, it seemed like what Chili had him doing was, okay, if the ball's away, take it away. If the ball's inside, rip it and pull it. Mm-hmm. And so he did that, and then in his – first two hits uh of yesterday's game i think he got his two hits and his first two at bats he went the other way on the first one and pulled the second one so yeah. uh you know ho- hopefully it's a sign to come that that can can hit a little bit because he's called little yachty for a reason and that, that's uh about as big a compliment as you can get at the catcher position oh absolutely yeah so let's see what else do i have on here I think that was it for fan callouts. Did you have any more, Mike, that you saw on there? I'm not sure if anything hit today. I didn't get a chance chance to check. I, I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. But I do want to uh, thank all those people for uh, giving the shout outs and keeping keeping the role going on uh, our humble little program here. Yeah, absolutely. Keep them coming. We love to answer questions because we have like a we have like a group thing going on in here where we're just like, oh, we love these guys and we don't get to hear what what, what else is happening and in boston and and you know what the rest of new england thinks and uh you know we like to hear what our fans have to have to say and and call us out when you think we're 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 talking bogus talk um everybody's worried about the back end of the rotation and uh the bullpen here in boston yep 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 
that's what I've heard. And, and, and that's what I'm worried about, too. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think that we're going to uh, we're probably going to kick you off, Mike. Uh, and then, Mike, you're going to be here in studio next week. That's right, baby. Yes. All right. Well, you have a safe trick back and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again next week then, Mike. Sounds good, Ben. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Go Sox. <laughs> All right. So, guys, just a couple more notes before we wrap it up for this week. Uh, your friend and mine, or your favorite and mine, rather, Kevin Euclid, he is opening up a brewery in Los Gatos, California, called Loma Brewing Company. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you're still on or you can still hear me. We're going to have to check that one out at some point, I think. Uh, that sounds pretty promising. Xander Bogart's second in wins above replacement. The only person ahead of him right now, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, AL MVP? I think it's possible. I think it's definitely possible. The Red Sox signed CJ Chatham, their second-round pick for $1.1 million. Uh, they've also been signing a couple other of their draft picks under the slotted amount. I think they're prepping to sign their first rounder uh, and give him that bonus that he's looking for. And lastly, we're going to leave off with something that I swore that I wasn't going to talk about, and that was Pablo Sandoval. Rumor has is out that he is feeling much better ahead of schedule on his recovery, and he's losing weight? I don't know. We'll see. We'll believe it when we see it. Anyways, that's all for this week, guys. I'm Ben Fay, and you've been listening to AfterBuzz's TV, Red Sox Wrap 360. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Red Sox Nation. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.